There was uh, a Tim Ferriss podcast that I just listened to. I guess it's a pretty recent one, but it was talking about quitting. It was it was talking about like uh, he interviewed all mm. these different guys, and his question was like, "How do you know?" And I guess he was mostly talking about uh, startup businesses, but he was talking about uh, how do you know when to keep going, when to push on, and when to quit? Because to say that like uh, uh, successful people never quit is a load of crap. Because like. <laughs> Everyone has to quit something, and, and there sure. are people that like just run into dead ends, and they stay at a dead end because they don't quit. You know, so sometimes not quitting means you're hindering your own success. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it kind of it it helps because uh, you're not getting helps, the hint or something like that. It kind of, and, and maybe you're not seeing the signs properly. But it really is like a, it's a moving target. You know, you don't know sometimes the answer to the questions because sometimes you don't. You're not even asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. But um, it helps to start answering the question you're asking, like, how do I um, move up in this industry, in this company, mm-hmm. in this job, you know? But I also, as I was listening to the to the question, why to, when to quit, when to when to push on, I also thought it applied to a, a lot of mm-hmm. other things other than just work, you know, like hobbies or relationships or um, strategies of. Uh, moving on with your own life, personal development strategies, and family growth, you know, um, it, it, like, it, it really, um, my imagination was kind of went wild as far as how can you relate this one question, it, 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 there's virtually an infinite number of possibilities. Yeah, like, we're all pursuing, right, we're, we're all pursuing different things right now, right, mm-hmm. the three of us, and like, how do we know... We're, we're on the right track or we shouldn't be focusing our energies elsewhere sort yeah. of thing especially if you're in a if you're in a situation where it just it doesn't look like a clear upward trajectory like if it looks like it's some sort of a plateau or some sort of a lull then you're like all right do i keep hanging out here and hope for the uptick or does this yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. you know that sort of thing yeah you're essentially in a the, the career friend zone yeah exactly nice awesome exactly an, i love it <laughs> you need yeah. to trademark that I, i've been i've been working on uh these uh reversing the horrible analogies mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, that was excellent and that, that was great uh, what do you call it the more the more i'm listening to our own episodes to like to, to put the show notes in uh-huh. it's alan that has the really bad analogies like, <laughs> okay these analogies where it just goes dead we're like what did he just say <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just me all right <laughs> that and the probably shots fired out I, I also noticed that when i'll start a thought but i won't finish it i'll, I'll start a, i'll start a sentence and go to a tangent within my sentence mm-hmm. so i've really been trying to correct that as much as i can this is crazy the thought this is making us better people. Alan pointed out to yeah. me that the thing that I do is uh, I'll ask a question, and then instead of waiting for an answer, I'll start answering my own question. So I'm going to look and do that <laughs> yeah. less. There's those, those miscues. Like you'll hear me start to talk sometimes because I, I'm trying to answer your question. Shit. But then yep. I'm like, uh, oh, he's got it. I think what I think Christian does, I think, I think he, already, he already has an answer, and – He's like waiting for us to ask the question, but none of us do. And then so he just asked it himself. No, but like it's like no. It's, huh? We talked about this before. What hap- What happens is I ask a question, but I don't have confidence that I'm cl- clearly asking the question. So as a way to to help you understand the question that you might very clearly already understand, 
I start providing an answer as an example to what I was asking for the question, which is a dick move, like super dick move. It's better than repeating the question just louder. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Do you speak English? (laughs) Back to the uh, career friend zone thing. Um, So, Paul, I think I feel like you're you're, for you. It's like um, to me, it's pretty obvious. It's because you you have your own business. I mean, and you and your wife each have your own businesses. So. That question probably comes up a lot, and you probably have a great answer for when to push on, when to when to quit. But for Christian, I feel like the move, like a big lifestyle change, like the the move, and like starting your family elsewhere, and like and continuing to grow the family there. And I know you and Sue have talked about whether or not you were going to stay there, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know I, I kind of have uh, my own situations, my own examples. But yeah, so what what do you think yeah. as far as you know, I guess without going, you know, like going off too many tangents, what do you think an answer is as far as how do you know when to quit and when to press on? Paul, let's go ahead. Your thoughts, Paul. No, you just ask Christian. I'll, I'll, I'm just raising my hand to let you know I have something, so don't forget me. What? Raising your hand means you, you have to. <laughs> did you never no, go to elementary school? Christian. When you. <laughs> When you raise I your hand, a I never got called on in elementary school. It's probably because the fucking a, the, it's because the Asian kid has his hand up again. No, yeah. it's I nah, think it, we're it's gonna because, ask somebody else. It's because the first day you probably had your hand up and someone said Paul, and you were probably like, oh no no, I just had my hand up because uh, I was just waiting on someone else to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Christian, uh, yeah, I, your thoughts? I don't on... know. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, have a sense of, of of quitting for myself. I guess um, theoretically, changing it, strategies. If maybe every day it gets harder. Yeah, like, or if it gets harder, if like day to day it gets harder, then, um, then things kind of become more tiresome, and then I feel like. I just, for me, I feel like if I'm not growing, I'm dying. So like, sometimes if I'm not growing, then it just it might mean that I'm not growing in the way that I thought I was growing. So then I just try to sh- pivot to like another area where I'm like, okay, well, if I can't grow, like let's say in terms of my technical skills, I can grow in terms of my interpersonal communications or something like that, or I can grow in terms of my um, protecting my attitude throughout the day and not trying to let somebody ruin my day, stuff like that. But if I don't have any area where I'm like, I don't really think I can improve in much in any area then that's worthwhile, then I will probably look at moving somewhere else because there's no opportunity for growth. That's kind of so, what I've been going by, but it doesn't it's not like that. It, it's more organic than that. It's more of a gut feeling. And that translates so for you, into those it's, it's not it doesn't sound like it's a situation that comes up often. Like that dilemma doesn't come up that often. Is that correct? In not not lately. Yeah, not since. See, and the I last thought... time that it probably happened, I got fired. So that just ended for me. Like <laughs> I didn't have to leave. Like, all right. Because I intend to quit. I think I'm going to because you you just fired me. I'm probably not going to keep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. No, but I, so I also since think that the moment, word... it kind of. That, I mean, in a way, that was a blessing. It gave me perspective. Yeah, yeah. To to say like, all right, well, if next place I go to, I better go. I, it better be worth it for me. 
Well, because um, I remember so you were I don't talking, put them in a situation to fire me. So, I remember yeah. you were talking a little bit about, I wonder if I'm even going to stay in this field. And it sounds like your attitude has shifted on that a little bit. It sounds like you've kind of made a home there. You have a niche in that field. You have you you consider yourself valuable. You you consider yourself an asset. You mm. consider yourself an expert of sorts in that field. So I don't think that your attitude about changing fields is the same as it was back then. But um, I also think using the word quit is kind of a harsh word. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I've kind of been brought up to be almost allergic to the word quit. And so... It, it might mean like changing my strategy. It might mean like um, uh, tightening the screws a little bit. But yeah, I, I'd like to think that I never quitted anything. It's simply not true. Well, maybe it's just that you like, I, mean, I just, got, I'm going to set this down for now. And then if I never yeah. get back to it, then I guess I quit that thing. Well, for yeah. me, like, I guess the, so. the one thing I can think of is uh, the Navy. I mean, I didn't finish, you know, I intended to do like 20 years in the Navy. I only did my initial enlistment of six years, and then I stopped. I don't know if that counts as quitting, but um, I, I would. You had do a it new again. focus, I think. Yeah, I, like I, I would, I would, mm-hmm. I have no regrets about joining the Navy. I also have no regrets about leaving mm-hmm. the Navy. Um, mm-hmm. So go ahead, Paul, if you're ready. <laughs> if you, I see your hand is down, so maybe that means you're ready to talk. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, no, uh, the original question was like, how do you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but for me, um, what I do is I keep my LinkedIn and my uh, resume updated. I update it actually every three months. And what that does is it kind of lets me know what my market value is and how the, like, the job market is. So, hmm. you know, not only do I do that as a nurse, but I also do it in other industries too. I mean, I still look at social media marketing. I still look at like marketing positions. Um, I look at sales positions still, but um, what I what I really look for is you know is it gonna is it gonna fulfill me more? Now I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I did work as a recruiter for nurses for about a month mm, um, okay. at, a, at a headhunting agency, and they really broke down why people leave their jobs and for certain other jobs, and they really had it down to the science, and I really was able to take that whenever I look for a job I look for those as well so not just um, it, it seemed like the, the the advice wasn't it wasn't just about nursing it was just about any job kind of across the board right so you know the, one of the first things they did was they trained us to look at resumes to really see any gaps to see holes to see <laughs> what kind of worker this person potentially is um, but then it like the the big ones are um, there, there was like I think ten major things why people leave their jobs, and then like usually people, if the, all ten of these things are fulfilled in the priority that they want them fulfilled, they don't leave because those priorities are being fulfilled. And typically, I think if it's even just like the top three are fulfilled, more than likely they don't leave their job. So that that way you can also pick out potential candidates. So I started doing that. I started to try to really identify those whenever I was looking for a job and to see what things I wanted fulfilled. Um, and then if those jobs didn't, if I, I would go into an interview, interviewing them, like I have these things that I would like done or fulfilled. How are you going to help me? So you were talking about how you using those three things that like you found, right? In terms of like, if they, if they had those three things, then they were fulfilled in their job. If, if I was to do an interview. Um, well, you said you would, you, you would interview the interview. you would interview them instead of just them interviewing you, right? 
Right. I, I would take the interview as my opportunity to ask them questions on how that job, how one, how I can help them fulfill their priorities, but then to ensure that it's a proper fit to see how they're going to fulfill my um, my uh, the things that I want to fulfill. So, you know, yeah. for some people like we, we found we, we replaced a lot of people that wanted that the, their biggest priority was a shorter commute. Same job, same pay, everything. But this place is 20 minutes closer. Sure. You know, and then, uh-huh. of course, a lot of people want more money, more money. And a lot of people, um, you know, for some people, is there an opportunity for growth? Is there an opportunity for promotion? Because what can happen is you can work somewhere and love it. But the upper, there's no room for them to get into a, a senior position because those senior positions are all stacked by people who are kind of locked in. So if you give them the opportunity to go to some place where they have that opportunity, then yeah, they'll make the jump. So like you start to figure those things out and why people stay at their jobs, you know, like one of them was a uh, tuition assistance for someone. Like, hey, this place offers tuition assistance because I want to go back to school, mm-hmm. you know? So it, being able to identify those, um, in, in candidates help me identify that within myself and then you know when I, I there's on occasion I'll help people with their resumes I'll help them with their LinkedIn and say hey look this is what I see and I'm not sure if that's what you're trying to p- portray but you also got to think about what kind of job you want to really flex your resume and your LinkedIn to get to, to show employers that this is what you want and I think that's really important too. So yeah, it, sound, it sounds like it was a good good month spent. I mean, they kicked my ass. I, I'm using, uh-huh. I was probably making I was probably making about fifteen to twenty phone calls an hour, uh-huh. um, t- talking to different candidates, um, trying to see if people had any uh, positions that need to be filled, and then I got to know what people what what hirers were looking for what different businesses were looking for when they were looking for a candidate because they essentially custom ordered them. We want them to have this much education. We want them to have this. And then I would say, okay, they have this and this, they have these bullet points, but then they don't have this. Like, are you willing to Mm -hmm. sacrifice this for that? And then, so, and then you develop a pool of candidates and it was a good month, you know, and I think I would have been really successful at it, but I really just butt heads with the the first guy. (laughs) That that goes back to kind of what Christian was saying he was asking some of his uh, employers like what do I have to do to, to succeed here and the answer was really vague like I wonder if how much of that answer was just kind of dodging your your question but part of it was probably like they, they could really explain the answer in a like a, a direct concrete way um, like the, what Paul was just talking about like all some of like all the obvious um, boxes are checked but there's there's like an it factor there's like an x factor that um he was looking for that you know some people didn't have it and maybe their answer for you would be there there's there's something here that would qualify as far as your potential to move up in this company in this in your position they can't really tell you what it is though like i don't know i mean i feel like um because I, I do like what if, I, what if the reason uh-huh yeah, so what if the reason why they can't tell you what it is is because it's, like, not a politically correct actual you think they're reason? Hiding. So you think they're hiding something? Say, like, is it, are, are, they, are they not mm-hmm. telling you because uh, they are trying to withhold information, or are they not telling you, or are they being vague because that's the real answer? No. Yeah, I, I, like I that's, think— And that's up to you to figure out. 
I, and yeah, I think I think you can you're gonna figure that out. Go ahead. Um, based on like a um, other cues, like they're the nonverbal part of what they're trying to say. Like hopefully this conversation isn't happening over text or over email or something. If it's like a face to face, then you can get certain cues as far as if they're if, if they're if they're trying to hide Are something. Are we just friends? You know. <laughs> Are we just friends? <laughs> That's the friend zone, right? Yeah, you're like you're like a brother to me. <laughs> like for no, me, no, but that's a really good that's a really good way of explaining it. Go ahead, Al. Yeah, because I was gonna say for me, like I, I don't uh, I don't have anybody working for me to, to where they ask that stuff, but I do have uh, people that I train, like they're brand new to the company, and then like I train them on the job that I have, and then they'll ask certain questions about like, hey, how is this part of the job done? And sometimes the answer is not very clear cut. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, there's some people that do it this way, some people that do it this way. The main thing for me is to get it this, done this way. They might ask a different qualified person and they might have a totally different answer. My intent is not to hide any information from them. I'm hoping they know that though <laughs> because sometimes the way I answer the questions, it sounds like, why, why shouldn't I just tell them what to do? You know what I'm saying? But really, my what I want is for them to understand what's going on with the job at hand to where mm-hmm. they can answer these kind of questions themselves when another similar situation comes up. Like, at our job, I feel like there's a lot of memorization, and what I'm looking for is less memorization and more understanding. Because I can go out there, turn 20 different valves, and all I'm trying to do is, like, move one product from here to here and then maybe um but, clean some hoses and stuff and then and then block all the valves in but if if someone's trying to memorize 20 steps it's going to be hard for them to do the do it the exact way I do but if they understand what they're what I'm trying to do then I feel like they can figure it out themselves go ahead yeah so i was just thinking about your 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 understanding though like what if that's just a more polite way of of pointing out that whole it factor like the some people got it some people don't you know and mm-hmm. um it's just a it, it could be like an illusion or like a framework to something that like maybe they'll never get or maybe they won't understand it the same way you understand it or maybe they actually will understand it but they won't be able to communicate to you that they understand it True. so it becomes yeah. like there's yeah. a spider web of possibilities then right like for so for me the way i kind of yeah the way i address that um my strategy is I kind of say, um, well, here, here's how I would do it. Like, I know that, let's say your, your question to your employer, if you were to ask your employer, hey, what do I have to do to move up in this company? Mm-hmm. If it seemed like they were hiding something or mm-hmm. if it seemed like they were beating around the bush or something, if I were them, if I were your employer, I would say, well, what I would do in your situation or when I was in your situation, what I thought helped was, you know, so it kind of, like, it's, it's me taking ownership of that question from an yeah. answer point of view. Like it's a way of taking ownership of it instead of just saying, you're the one asking the question, so you're the one that needs to figure this out, you know? Yeah, I, I could give you a specific situation. You tell me what you think about this, right? And this would play really nicely into your whole like quit or or, or, or keep going okay. sort of thing. So um, so the position I'm at right now is what's just called like a senior consultant, okay? Um, which is like a senior enlisted, we'll just call it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we're trying, and 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 the the next position. Well, I was trying to make the analogy from your Navy thing earlier okay, with okay. the Filipino mafia. Okay. So, um, so the the next position up is called director. Okay. Right. Which is essentially like your your officer, yeah, whatever yeah. position, right? Yeah. And so, um, 
a colleague of mine, we talk about this and we both have different approaches to how we want to do this, but we're in the same boat. We're both, he's a senior consultant also. Uh-huh. And um, he's, age-wise, he's a few years older than me too, so maybe just by seniority, maybe he might be able to get director. But when he asked, he actually asked about like the director position and what he would need to do, like, like kind of like why he didn't get it or what he needs to do to get it next time. The answer they gave him was essentially they already like they already have too many directors, and so no, um, no upper uh, mobility. Exactly, and then and then and another thing that just kind of I think that planted a seed of resentment in him because then what happened like maybe two three months later there was a newsletter that came out to the whole department that said like oh congratulations to all these people that got all these promotions in these different areas and included in that was like one new director. Oh. So it was just like wait. <laughs> Wait a second! You yeah. just said there's no, you have too many directors, right? I thought you said he was just a friend. Exactly. So that's why I like Paul's idea of the um, you know the uh, friend zone because really what we're gonna talk about now is you need to develop corporate ladder theory essentially. Oh man! So which ties two ideas: corporate ladder and ladder theory, which is freaking great. I'm like yes, that's that's what we need to develop. It's like. If you want to make that jump, you go ahead. But uh, you're, the fact that you have to make a jump is the problem. So, no, but, but here's the thing: is the the the, Paul. the the jump is good. It it makes things clear, and I think that's uh, yeah. You're not gonna make it. <laughs> if you're not gonna make it, then you're free to move on. Yeah. So, and that's I think that's what like I said, by uh, keeping my LinkedIn and my resume updated every three months. Mm-hmm. Like I can really see how the market responds to my experience. Like what is in my in my bag of tricks, what's in my what's in my what's in my resume. I think, you know? but the question had more to do with like how do you know that the current situation you're in right now, that you're on the right ladder. Sorry, we're we're kind of conflating. I know it's like par- a couple it's like theories. So like la- ladder now, theory, right? we'll have to cover. Yeah, we we we've now lost our audience, so fuck them, <laughs> and now talk about the <laughs> for you, Paul. So, if you want to go via ladder theory, uh-huh. um, you know, if you find yourself in on a ladder that you don't want to be on, there, you know, there's really only two. For me, it's black and white. You either stay on the ladder and you that you either suck it up, or I mean, not either suck it up, but you either stay on the ladder and suck it up, uh-huh. or you jump off the ladder. And, you know, so I think and then, but the nature. Sorry uh, to cut you off, but the nature of Alan's question is like, how do you know which ladder you're on? That's uh, really Alan's question when he says like, how do you? When do you quit and when do you keep going? That's the the core of that. The core of that question is like, how do I know whether I have something here or I don't? Which is to say, the ladder. The, so I mean, in, in relationship to the ladder theory, you know, there were certain statements that you could you could hear that were essentially. Um, those are designated you are on the friends ladder like yeah. like a brother to me uh please do my homework um i'm gonna go fuck my boyfriend now yeah um you know anything that shows that they are either demasculating you or that you are not seen as a viable sexual option and mm-hmm. that same thing applies in in the career like in the career stuff if they're not including you in the loop that they're not already treating you like you're being groomed to go up. You're not being groomed to go up. That's a good point. Alan, you had something. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's possible that by asking the question, you're stating, I don't know how to get how to become a director. Right, exactly. 
or, or, or yeah, exactly. Or, or by asking the question like, "Hey, are, are we just friends?" Well, it's like, well, by ask, having to ask ask the question, you've already exactly. answered it. Exactly. <laughs> so for me, that's like asking. A, for me, it's like asking a girl, "Do you like to be kissed like this?" Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> do, you, do you like it when I touch you here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like. No, you should just know where to go. You remember? Uh, and do it. Yeah. You remember Will Smith in uh, Hitch? There's that movie Hitch, and in the yeah. beginning, he's like the reason he became Hitch was because in the beginning he was like a loser with girls, and he he, he uh, his girlfriend was cheating on him with some guy, and then he he said, "Just tell me what I did. Just tell me what it, was it me? Was it me? Just tell me what I did." And then the other guy that the girl's cheating with is like, "Dude, you're doing it right now, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing that he shouldn't be doing, yeah. he's doing it right now. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so I mean, to so, no, that's, not, like, that's I, don't, I don't know the coworker. Uh, not not to say that that's what happened, but there probably are things yeah. that all the other consultants are doing that the that that didn't qualify them for being promoted, but to that one position, you know. And and maybe so you're still seeing it as like a meritocracy. Like you're just still seeing it as like a hmm, if I only did these things, then I'll be out of the so that's why i like kind of i kind of am Paul's but framework a little well, better I, am i am i, I wrong well, Go I, ahead, I kind of am i do think that there's certain things that you could do um to create more of an opportunity for yourself however some of those things m- might be in conf- conflicting with your own character i don't know if that's too sugar-coated that but okay. that, that so no that i mean to to bring that back you aren't being fulfilled yeah, like the things that you are asked to do aren't fulfilling you. Like, okay, so, so and if that's the case, yeah, you need to make the. Job. So yeah, so here here's an example for at my job, right? I feel like in order for me, mm-hmm. our, our, my job, by the way, is kind of like one of those very low turnover, which is what I like about it. Um, and as far as um, moving up, it's not what all of us want. <laughs> um, sometimes, like you don't want the added pressure, the added responsibility, the added workload, right? So uh-huh, sure. um, some of us, including myself, are like pretty content with where we are right now. But for those that do want to make that jump, I, I feel like one of the requirements is to work a hell of a lot of overtime, right? So if that were me, if I wanted to make mm. myself a candidate for moving up, I would have to spend a lot less time with my family. Uh, if I know that, something that I'm willing to do, then that's where, like Paul was saying, that's where the fulfillment part comes in. Because if I do it, then I'm depriving my own fulfillment, like me as a person, as my like part of my own characteristics, um, and the incentive to do that does not outweigh the incentive to to not do it. So that yeah, again, when to push ahead, when to quit, you know. Yeah. So like, remember what I was saying. Like, you might have ten things that you'd like fulfilled, mm-hmm. but there are going to be like a top three or a top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. spending being be, having the the flexible enough schedule to spend time with your family to pursue things that you want to pursue outside of yeah. work that's a gigantic one for a lot of people because mm-hmm. they're like i can't tell you how many nurses we placed where oh i just want to get off night so i can see my family yeah. sure yeah you know, that's I, a big I, one yeah no it's and it's huge so like i said if you find that you aren't being fulfilled within your position test the market test mm-hmm. it. jump uh, right no that and, and and fair fair point i, I would say also to kind of add to the suspicion that we've been we've been trying to shine a light on here, um, there are some directors that when when asked about you know like hey what's it like to be a director, um, even even one of my colleagues who recently became a director but just for another uh, business group so he didn't count in the whole like we hired too many directors thing, 
um, that guy said like, oh, you, you actually really don't want to be a director. And now we're trying to figure out like, is he feeding us a line or is he actually trying to warn us? <laughs> like, so no. it's kind of that, that quit, it's kind of like that quit thing on his head, you know, like, is that an actual, we don't want to be director or I thought we did want to be director or what? So like Paul as is wants, wants to jump in. So go jump. Yeah, no, but see, this is where it's like for each person, the different, like different priorities of fulfillment come in. So maybe, you know, he thought he wanted, he thought he wanted it, but then mm-hmm. once he finally got there, he climbed the mountain, he got to the top of the mountain, didn't like what he saw. He wants to be a senior consultant again after he just like went to the director well, and you can't. That's so, usually something you don't do, so yeah. So um, what can what can also happen is you realize that you got so good at that position that your skill set is geared for that position instead of for the senior. The new position, position. yeah. Exactly. So All right. just, be, you know, just because you're a great technician doesn't mean you're going to be a great manager. You could be the best technician in the world, but that, that skill set might not apply to what your new position is. That's true. I agree. I agree with that a lot. Uh, I think, though, if for someone that would say that, like, trust me, you don't want to be a director, that's a pretty loaded statement. Like, there's a lot that can be interpreted from that one statement from that one person because, it, like, of the, of the many options, one of them could be, you don't want to be a director because I don't want to be a director, which doesn't mean <laughs> that no one else wants to be a director. You mm-hmm. know, Another option would be, you don't want to be a director because then you're going to make me look bad at my job because I'm a director. You know what I'm saying? So that would be another option. Yeah, it's a crowding. Right. Crowding. It's yeah. like a cutthroat yeah. kind of statement. And then a third option would like, be, yeah. um, I feel like mm-hmm. this job sucks for whoever. Like So it just of those three mm-hmm. options, and you know, I'm sure there's plenty more, there's a 33% chance yeah. that – He didn't – Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh. I'm not. I'm, uh, when I do that, like, please finish. I'll, I'll get to you. Yeah. So there's a there's a 33 percent chance that um, <laughs> that the statement means what you probably think it means. You know, and again, it's 33 percent yeah, is, is really generous. It's probably more like a five percent. Yeah. You know. So there's a, there's a right, whole right. different. But the thing is, since you don't know, there. like you don't know what you don't know, which is the shitty part. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. So. With with that, he didn't elaborate why. I take it he just said, "I did." You don't want to be director, and he left it open like that. No, no. He he. I asked. So what? Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want to be director? He's like, yeah. And, and so then he alludes to stuff that I feel like could still be lip service. Like, you don't like, you don't want the added responsibility. You don't want the added. And I'm like, you really get. And it's like you don't really get. You know, you, you know, it's just like a it's a position change. So what actually happens when you become director is you don't, you're you don't actually get a salary increase at that point. But it does open you up to like bonuses, and then there are certain in, um, uh, benefits that we get at the company that, like, uh, I guess the simplest way to explain it is like, you know, like the 401k that sometimes they provide matching. Well, for for directors and above, um, that percentage of matching is higher. Let's say, you know, so so they get more benefits, but they also get a, apparently more like responsibility and no immediate pay raise. But it is upward mobility. Right, and it's because you're now you've moved up to director, and then also in terms of LinkedIn and market value, right? Now you can put on your resume that you were a director. So, also, if if really it's it's, it's not if you're if, if black and white, I would I would Go say ahead. all of that stuff is kind of circumstantial, but really at the core, if the job that you that you're doing, like is a, is is 
um, helping out the company and gives you satisfaction, then everything else is just kind of smoke mm-hmm. and mirrors, right? They're all just kind of like artificial incentives. Yeah, well, so it's become it goes back to it goes back to the growth thing, though, right? Like, so I, like one thing I asked my manager was, all right, so let's say I've been a senior consultant for like, you know, let's say like uh, three years or something, right? Then I'll be like, well. Is that three out of five, or is that like three out of twenty? <laughs> you know, like what's going on, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously it's not going to be linear. That's just based on time, right? But if, I, like, am I doing, like, let's say I, I move from year to year, year over year, I went from senior consultant to senior consultant. Yeah. Did I get better as a senior consultant, or am I just Ooh, in the same remember, spot that I was? Do you remember when uh, Crystal was? She was like seven years old, okay, and she was doing like this gymnastics competition. She's probably a little bit older. She's probably like ten or eleven, but. Um, she was like level a level five gymnast, whatever that means, right? I guess in gymnastics they have these different levels. Okay. Right? And she was she did all right, you know. She did she did pretty well, right? Well, there was this other kid at level five mm-hmm. that was like amazing, right? Like really good scores and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, we overheard the parents saying like, "Man, she's been at level five for five years," and like Crystal hasn't even been Ooh. taking gymnastics for five years, right? So yeah. we don't know if that was the decision of the academy to keep her at that level until she like mastered level five and then she could move up or we didn't know if it was like mm-hmm. a business thing where or we didn't know if it was like hey you should get your you should get your butt to level six because <laughs> you've saturated the the skill set at this level we, we didn't know but i know that it opened up that whole set of questions and it wasn't just she, this girl is yeah. better than at gymnastics than crystal because she did better at level five than she did you know Go ahead. Your thoughts, Paul. Yeah, exactly. I figure Paul's gonna say some. Yeah, Paul's gonna say something about oh. jujitsu or something. I don't know. Exactly. Go no, ahead. That's exactly where I was going. I've met. Yeah, many, I knew I've it. Met, no, I've met <laughs> plenty of, of blue belts. Uh-huh. White, white belt. I mean, every throughout the entire spectrum of jujitsu, yep. where, where you roll with someone and you're like, "How are you still a blue belt?" Yeah. Like you are a purple belt. Like what are you? Like how are you still a blue belt? But then again, I'm looking at it as a as a blue belt. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see it as a as the black belt that's promoting them. You know, mm-hmm. and then I've also rolled with brown belts where I'm like, who did you like? And, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but, you know, um, there's, pro- there's probably, there's, suck, pr- there's like probably some, brown there's probably some purple belts that are better than this brown belt. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, or I'm watching this brown belt get tapped out by purple belts. Yeah. You know, and I'm okay. just like, mm, is he, is he, is he, is he sandbagging? Is he, you know, is he just letting him work? You know, but then it's really consistent. Like you're getting, like these purple belts are, are taking this brown belt to school. You know, and um, I, I feel like that's kind of the same. The the, the same. Like I'll, you'll meet people in your career who are in mm-hmm. the same position as other people, where they it's like the disparity there is crazy. They might be on the same level, but within the same level, they are not. Yeah, uh, uh, do you know? Yeah. Do you know, uh, Paul? I think, uh, and so when it comes to when. It, Oh, go ahead now. I, I just a quick, quick jujitsu question. Do you know um, that John Ju- John Jones is a uh, practices jujitsu? Did you know that? Yeah. He do you know? Does do you know like what, grappling tournaments. Do you know what belt he is? I think he's a purple. On Wikipedia, it says he's a blue belt. I wouldn't be surprised. That, yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a blue belt. So yeah. So I. I so that the I think these that's what the black belts are seeing. You know. Like whenever they're awarding belts, it's not it's not just that you know that one 
that one criteria of, oh, looks like you know this skill, this skill, this skill, this skill, this skill, or it's not just, hey, if you're tapping out brown belts, that means you deserve to be. I think there's a whole, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff they're looking at, right? Right, and that's the thing is the black belts have a different perspective, and obviously, you know, they they're, they were given black belts by other black belts. Yeah. So you know, I don't have I don't have that perspective. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you what that is. Yeah, Christian, what were you gonna say? Yeah. So, well, so I was gonna say that in terms of the. Um, in terms of like those different levels and, and things, it's it's an issue with transparency, and it, as far as I'm concerned, you know, with with things like the gymnastics and, and jujitsu, like when it comes to hobbies, it for me I don't make as big of a deal about it because it's all well and good, and that's the stuff that we do with our recreation. We're already enjoying the time anyway. It's not so much about the the destination than than the journey, but like when it comes to our livelihood and our work and the things that we do, like that's personal like that's taking time away from the recreation so like in that case it is about the uh you know there's some journey there but like if i'm not getting the gold stars i need to to get to the next place i need to go then then why am i doing this for you know so um that's that's where it 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 tends to not just be what i what i'm making now but like what are the things that it affords me to do because it, it affords me to live a certain lifestyle or it affords me to like, or it, it makes me have to use discipline to say, I can't afford a certain lifestyle. Yeah, Go for it I, now. I do think, though, that in a business, in a, in a business setting, to some mm-hmm. degree, all of the answers are available. I just think that it's, it's up to the individual to make the effort and to make the sacrifice that it takes to go out and find out what those answers are. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's there's probably, the, there's probably the some exceptions and, yeah. Then. It's in there's there's probably yeah. like some of those answers are probably really hard to find, and some of the answers they they might not like they might be um, they might not be the answers that you want. <laughs> I mean, it might really come down yeah. to like I I really gotta sell out and do a bunch of stuff that's against my moral character in order to have this yeah. thing this move up in the company. But if that's if that's what the answer is, then that's that's where the do I quit? Do I keep going? Type dilemma comes in you know you're right it does start from knowing what ladder you're on you know per se or where where you stand Mm. in the hierarchy of people that are about to become you know the next director or something but um yeah i think that those answers are out there it's just sometimes we have to balance out the effort it would take the resources it would take to find out what those answers are Mm. and sometimes we're willing to and sometimes we're not yep I, th- Paul. I, well, I, th- I think what ends up happening is, you know, if, if we use the, la- the ladder theory is you feel like you're, you've been pushed to the bottom of the ladder. So at that point, you either you keep hanging on or you let go, you know, and at that point, you know, you, you really figure out, like, do you do this on your own terms or do you wait to get pushed off? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I can I can understand that. It's a sobering sort of realization if you're like, oh, I'm on the friend zone ladder, like this is uh, because because you're like, there's there's also sunk cost, you know, that goes into it too. You're like, I've put in all this time to go up these many rungs on the ladder. What about all that time that I put? You know, and it's the whole time it's been the wrong ladder, right? So That's that enti- I hate that entitlement. Well, I did this, so I deserve that. No, 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 not no, no, not deserving, not deserving. But it's it, it it's a person. It, it it creates a bias in you that like you're like, well. I guess since I've already put all this time in it already, it would be a waste to let it go, you know? 
So sometimes we get involved in something and then we, we can't, it's hard, it becomes harder to change your path because you've already built the momentum going a certain direction. Even if you realize that like, oh, I'm heading towards a brick wall, it's like, well, I already put all this momentum into this already. So that's, got, that's gonna be another challenge on top of just like the sobering reality is more like, well, once you have that reality, are you gonna do what is necessary you know, to, to, to make a change? Because change is not easy especially the more time you put into it. Think, think about you this. Know, so. do you, did you ever, um, do you remember when dad was our soccer coach and he had to make lineups for like who, which player plays what position and stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, there were forwards, halfbacks, defense, and there was a goalie. And yep. it, 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 not everybody was satisfied with the position that the coach puts them in. But the coach puts them in that position because the coach thinks that's the best thing for the team. We'll never fully know the reasons for why, though, right? Like, oh, maybe this person didn't right. want to be the and goalie, but maybe all the other goalies suck. Or maybe this person scored mm-hmm. more goals than this person, but maybe they're a ball hog. Um, maybe this That's person is, is, is really fast on their feet, so instead of, instead of running out and scoring all the goals, we need him to defend because he's, he's really quick, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, it's right. not always, always going to coincide with what the players want. No, that's a yeah. great point. That's and that maybe that's actually something I could take away to my friend and be like, "Hey, maybe you thought you were on, you were brought on here to be a you know certain position, but you actually were brought on here to be this position." Yeah. So now it's a matter of like, if if, if you're not happy with it, then you know what to do. But they're not going to move you to the position you want just because you want it, or just because you're so good at your job, you know, that you get what you want. It's more like, well, you're you're filling this role already, so we want you to. We brought you in for a different role than you you thought you were coming in yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to real quick. I want to say something before Paul. Real quick. I remember when I was at uh, an adult basketball league, um, I had to play power forward. You know, and I'm like one of the smallest guys, but all, every all of us. <laughs> it was a Filipino basketball league, and so we were all guards. And like all the other. This wasn't three on three. No, it? no, no. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I had I had to play the four, and I was really uncomfortable with it. But it it actually was probably the best thing for the team that everybody else. Like all the other guards that were better than me, that that was just yeah. yeah it, it reminded me of that. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was just gonna say there's there's sometimes where, do you guys remember when I went to Houston for the first was it Houston when you guys were both living in that same house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I bought yeah. that that book Strengths Finder. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just don't like your chemistry just will not mesh well with the people at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and they are taking that into account and they don't know how to tell you that without being um, non-PC about that. So I'm going to... I have probably I have, I have one other thought and then we could probably start wrapping up. But um, sure. what I was going to say was uh, I actually took... I actually did a job interview at our company like last year. You know, I've, I've been working for this company. Uh, this is nine years, but last year I, I went with for like wow. a different position inside the company. And mm-hmm. um, short, long story short, I, I didn't get it. But um, when I, I remember okay. when I left the interview... Um, I said, hey, well, uh, thanks for the time, and I hope you guys uh, find what you're looking for. What I didn't say was, mm-hmm. I hope you guys pick me, you know, because I don't know if I'm what they're looking for. All I, all, I, all I was there to do was tell them what I'm about, and if it happens to be what they're looking mm-hmm. for, then I hope they pick me. But if it doesn't happen to be what they're looking for, then truthfully, I hope they don't pick me, you know? So I, I was pretty yeah, content with, right. with leaving it might have saved you. It might have saved you. Huh? 
Yeah, it might have saved you also. Like, if they hired you, but they weren't really looking for you, then then that would have been probably a tough situation for you later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were just, yeah. A bad yeah. fit. Bad a bad fit, fit. exactly, bad exactly. Fit. Yep. So, that's when you quit, right? You quit when you realize <laughs> you're a bad fit and no suitor. Damn, we could have just said that 40 minutes ago. I mean, ago. it kind of brings it full circle. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good because we can detour talking about you know. My, I mean, yeah, because for me, I think I'm I'm in a position where like I'm not trying to go for director right now. But uh, l- like I said, that that other guy, my colleague, he's older than me. Yeah, and so maybe he's been in the position for more years, so he's he's got less patience or something. But for me, I'm I'm good where I'm at. Um, you know, the director position is not something. It's something. It's it's like a. a uh, something to point my compass at, but it's not like the necessarily like the goal. It could still pivot a lot. So. Um. Yeah, but anyways. I thought it was really good. I, I, I'm, I think this is a show. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I got yeah. your guys' thoughts on that because it turned into a really good conversation. I think a lot of good thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much, so yeah, much. So that, you guys didn't know ahead. I was a recruiter. No. Was that you guys didn't know I was a recruiter? Did you? No, no, no. No, but that's cool. I I think that adds to your uh, your versatility. You know, like you bring something to the table too. So like, and it makes you. It probably makes you unique. In each of your positions. So, so, so. like, not only are you Filipino-American, oh, like but you're, you're also a recruiter-American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The things that I picked up from all these odd jobs that I that I did while I was um, in nursing school or out of nursing mm-hmm. school, I mean, I also sold knives for Cutco. You know, like, I, I did yep. a lot of random stuff, but that all kind of, like, adds to the, the, the flavor and the layers uh, of me so yep. you know it being a recruiter definitely when i step into an interview like i already know what tactics they're looking that they're trying to use i already know what they're what questions they're asking me mm. the proper response the better response the uh how how to really manipulate that situation so but then like you said you know if if you know i hope you, you get what you guys are looking for now here's the thing is sometimes they don't even know what they're looking for because you know hiring is a skill like yeah. recruiting mm-hmm. is a skill but hiring is also yep. a skill and there are definitely really bad hiring managers too you know because they're not hiring for sometimes they're not hiring for the good of the company they're hiring to make somebody happy or, there's or no fill a quota happy. or something like that exactly, yeah exactly and that that's where it gets tough but the, here's the thing do i want to work for a company that does that right you know right. so you get, that's a lot of questions that you just mm-hmm. have to know the answers to before you even get in that room so but, you, but I mean, you you do the best you can because you're not going to be given all those answers. So you got to make the best read. And so if if you're feeling like later on down the line you re, you you come to a realization where like oh maybe that's why they hired me. Like they didn't actually really want me for me. They were just trying to fill this quota at this time. Uh, maybe I, I should start making my exit plans. You know, then there's not. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You've you ha- now have new information and now you're acting on that new information. So. Uh, like Alan said earlier, you're not really quitting so much as you are. You're just changing your trajectory, instead of ins- yeah. And so instead of the instead of success, you're redefining what success is at that point, and and then you're re you're making the necessary changes instead of saying, oh well, I'm gonna stick to my old idea of what success was. So yeah, you're quitting. You know, quitting doesn't mean quitting. It just means you're kind of setting it down mm-hmm. for now because you've, you you saw something better. So that that reminds me actually of um, uh, a a quote where. Um, I heard something. It's like when you say no to something, you're saying no to one thing. But when you say yes to something, you say no to a lot of things. 
Because essentially you're saying no to all the other things that you can't do when you're saying yes to something else. So like I think it had something to do with you know basically op- when you, you you have an opportunity cost when you pursue something, right? Because when you pursue something, that means you can't pursue all the other things anymore. I see. So yeah. yeah. So when you say no to something, it's like maybe it's good that you said no. Like they didn't find what they were looking for in you. Maybe that's a good thing because you're then it's just that one door closed versus if you say yes. All the other doors are now going to close when you say yes to the thing, you know. So, stuff like that makes sense. So. All right. Anyways, what do you, what do you guys? Uh, you guys have any plans uh, this week? This weekend, I should say, coming up. I, I got. I got to work. I was. I was just. Yeah. Paul, be, before, before Chris, before you came on the line, Paul, I was telling Christian this. This is my last one for a little bit because starting Thursday, I got twelve, uh, twelve straight days. So, I'm probably gonna miss next week. And then also, um, right. my mother-in-law is going to be out of town, so we got we got a pretty busy week ahead of us. So it's probably not going to be any recording for me for a while. Yeah, because yeah. you're flying. You guys are uh, jumping without a shoot. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to figure something out. <laughs> Basically, why why'd you ask? Why are you yeah. coming over or something? <laughs> if you're coming over, I can take time off. <laughs> <laughs> if you're coming over, my schedule's free, man. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't he wasn't coached on the uh on the whole like uh what are you doing next week thing so oh that's right no yeah, I, just, yeah. I, I just uh i i was telling christian we should probably end all the episodes with if like you really want to cut the episode just ask what you're doing next week yeah oh i exactly. didn't i didn't get the memo sorry it's okay. I kind of like how Alan's been cutting the episodes like just at some po- random point, like some very like sudden point, and then it just moves.